When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. L-A-S-I-K. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Playing Around with Paige Renee. We have Josh and Tori here. How are you guys doing today? I'm ready to play around with Paige Renee. How are you, PG? I'm good. I I think I'm going a little crazy, to be honest. I, I, the quarantine's getting to me slightly, and I think I'm just spending way too much time on social media. So I've been on Instagram a lot, and I don't know what's going on, but I saw this comment the other day, and before all of this, when I was busy and traveling, I would miss a lot of these comments. So it's funny to see them all come in now and interact with everyone but this girl left a comment on one of my older pictures, maybe from a year, year and a half ago. And she tagged her boyfriend and she said, you are such a liar. You like all of her pictures. Who is this? And I died laughing. One, because I've been there so many times before where I've gone mad at a boyfriend or someone I was talking to and for liking a random girl's picture. And I thought my mind would go crazy and I would think that they have this like secret relationship, but I knew nothing about it. And girls are the best detectives when it comes to finding stuff out on social media. If you give me a name, I can go three cousins removed, his girlfriend's ex-girlfriend, their dog's name. I could find that in five seconds. So girls are psychotic when it comes to finding things out on social media. But it was weird to be on the other end of it because I never noticed that this guy liked any of my pictures or left any comments. And I'm just oblivious to this. And this girl was so upset that her boyfriend has been liking all of my pictures. So would they, now, did she throw out the message for you to see, too? I mean, is that basically what she was doing, is throwing down the gauntlet? 
I think she just tagged her boyfriend to call him out on it and was like, I see you. <laughs> You're liking all these comments, like, or liking all of her posts. Like, you shouldn't be doing that. And it's so funny, too, because girls are, one, they're crazy, but they're also hypocrites. Because I've done this before, too, where I have gotten so mad at, you know, someone for liking a picture. And then I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed. I'm like, do to do hot guy shirtless. I'll like it. <laughs> I don't even think <laughs> twice about it. So I feel bad for guys in this situation. Yay! Hey, Protor, are you, like, jealous like that, too? I mean, I think every girl who says that they're a cool girl, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> but I think that I'm a little bit too naive with things like that, um, where, like... Well, the guy I dated in high school, he was like fully like cheating on me the whole time. And I was like, yeah, his best friend's just Britney, you know, like I was just like, that's his best friend. So it didn't like really cross my mind that they're like, cheating. so you've never oh, done God. that where like you have just stalked your boyfriend or like a guy that you're seeing before where you go like a billion pictures back and you look at all of the comments and all the likes and then you find like a girl and then you go through her whole profile and then you see (laughs) all of her activity. Like I have been insane about it before where I will know everything about that one person and then I'll ask them about and they're like, she's no one. Like, I don't even know who she is. And I don't know if guys are lying or if they really just don't care. Well, that, I mean, that's kind of tricky, right? I mean, it's it's sort of like it, 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 some probably or it's probably a little bit of both, I'm guessing. Probably. I don't know. I feel like girls need to not be so upset and crazy about it. Because I think that we just make ourselves insane trying to overthink every situation where I feel like when a guy likes a girl's picture, they're not thinking anything about it they just like it and they move on and they're not spending the rest of their day thinking about that girl meanwhile we see they like that picture and then we think about it and create these insane scenarios in our heads and thinking that they're texting all the time or talking or snapchatting but then when we like a guy's picture it's no big deal but we'll call a guy out on it and there's so many times (laughs) where we do that where it's okay if we do it but then if a guy does it we call them out on it and we're like that's not okay you can't do that (laughs) 100 percent. i totally see that (laughs) do you think it's fair to ask a guy to not like a girl's photo if he's following her like let's say it's a friend let's say it's not someone he doesn't know because i don't think that you guys necessarily have to follow those Instagram models or whatever it may be. But let's say, you know, like for you, it's like guys are golfing fans and also like you're beautiful, but like, is it fair for this girl to say unfollow this person? I've definitely done that before. And it just came out of jealousy in my own insecurities with myself and the relationship. So I don't think it's fair. And I feel if you're asking your partner to do that, then it's probably not a very healthy relationship to begin with. Maybe if they know the girl and they have a, a, a relationship and it was kind of like what you were saying, like, oh, they're just best friends. I think if you're liking some celebrity or someone they don't know, then that doesn't really matter because what are the odds that you're going to meet them and fall in love and have this like love story? But I think if you're worried about kind of their friendship, maybe, then that's okay. But if it's just some random girl that they've never met and probably will never meet, then I don't, I don't think that's an issue at all. I would never ask someone to do that. 
so what's the difference, right? What's the because because uh, you you did the friend versus celebrity, right? Those are two of the the both ends of the spectrum. Celebrity, you're never gonna, you know, it's it's uh, never gonna happen. And the friend, you see all the time. So the 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 question, I think, where it gets a little cloudier is is the middle the middle ground for that, right? Yeah, maybe it. For me, it's like the personal, I think this is just going back to all of my relationship scars and all the trauma I've been in. And so when it comes to <laughs> like, trains guy, never late. with Tori, where it's like when the guy has a, a girl best friend and they say nothing's happening and then they're, you know, hooking up or dating and it, it starts with just liking a ton of their pictures and they slide in the DMs. And so that's where my mind goes in that situation. But again, you should trust your partner and you should never tell them like you can't follow this person or you you can follow that person unless you look at their account and they're like sliding into all these girls DMs and they're like, what's up? Like, that's not okay. But liking pictures, I think is totally harmless. Do you think a comment is as bad as a like or are they on two different spectrums? I think it depends on what the comment is. <laughs> I think if it's harmless and just either answering a question that has been asked or if it's like, show me your titties, then I think we have a problem there. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I just think the funniest thing is I'll get a comment like that and it's like a middle-aged man with you know three daughters and a wife and I'm like are your kids seeing this? If my dad left a comment like that on some other girl's profile, I'd be mortified. Well, have you checked your dad's feed? <laughs> no, I don't follow my dad. <laughs> Maybe for that reason. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I was going to say, because like you just said, you could probably find out pretty quick. I mean, did you do that? No, my dad would never do that. He doesn't even know how to work anything on social media let alone leave a titty comment on some <laughs> IG model. <laughs> I, I, b believe me, that's, that for me is part of the motivation is, is that, that whole idea of um, crap out of either my wife or my daughter. Like I can't do, I can't, that, that can't do that. Yeah. But I'm sure you like, if you see a female pop on your, pop up on your feed and you like the picture you just like the picture you don't even think twice about it it's not I think we make such a big deal out of likes and follows and comments on Instagram when really it's all meaningless it doesn't really matter you don't have a personal connection with that other person you're liking it's it's not as deep as I think that we make it and I think girls need to realize that and not be so upset about it if you do like someone else's picture if you do leave a comment or if you are following someone else well i mean and it's also funny because it isn't and you could tell me this but instagram's like is also evolved and like my, like my daughter laughs because instagram's like the old facebook it's like everything's you know the the, the newest thing is always the, the way to go so is instagram turning into you know your your parents facebook it is. Well, now everyone's on TikTok. So TikTok right. is the new Instagram, but it's crazy because kind of getting off topic here, you see these kids, 15 year olds on TikTok and they're posting this content and it's so sexual and so out there and it's shocking. Like it's shocking. It's the most 
rebellious stuff that I've ever seen. Like you don't see that on Instagram and you definitely didn't see that on Facebook, but TikTok kids are just posting whatever they want. Like they're getting so comfortable on that app. Wait, that's funny you say that page. My brother-in-law and I just had this conversation yesterday and we were saying how he downloaded it and I literally have 50 videos that he texted me because he thought it was hilarious. Then his brother texted him an article about how there's a lot of like pedophiles on TikTok because there's not really like an age range for it because parents think it's so cute and fun that they're like, yeah, six-year-old have it, but they're learning these dance moves. And I don't know why I think it is different than Instagram, but that was kind of interesting for you to kind of bring up because there are these dance moves or the words being said that people are doing like mouth overs with that are very sexual. Well, not only that, I have seen this new challenge going around where it's these teenagers where (laughs) they're talking about your level of expert on doggy style. Like they are on all fours and the first one's like novice and they're like just straight back. And then it's like they'll keep going. Then expert like their their chest is on the ground and ass in the air and they're like 15. And so I think it's so funny when parents will attack me and they're like, you're such a bad role model for my kids. And then you look on TikTok and she's like full expert on, in doggy style posting it for the world to see. And it's insane. It's so creepy <laughs> because like you were saying, there is no age range. So you see these old guys leaving these comments on these videos and it's, it, I don't, I don't even know how to handle it. I love TikTok though. I am obsessed with TikTok. <laughs> I'm on it 24 seven, but you see stuff like that or they have this other challenge. It's like these girls do like their O face and it's, they're like 12. <laughs> Like, what are you, I was playing with Barbies when I was that age. I, I was homeschooled and weird. So maybe I'm not a good judge of character for this one, but what are these kids doing these days? I'm, I don't get it. I'm scarred. Okay. Can I just have a little moment that, that you PG just said, what are these kids doing these days? (laughs) Yes. I'm old. I tell all my friends that when I go on TikTok, I feel so old. And I spent two hours the other day trying to learn a TikTok dance and I posted it. And I have never felt so uncool in my entire life. (laughs) The other kids are probably looking at us going, get this old person off our app. She's so uncool. She's ruining it. Go back to Instagram. (laughs) Paige, which dance did you learn? Um, The Savage Dance. (laughs) It's just, I can only do one move and it's where you throw it back and you just kind of like put your leg up and throw your booty back. And that's the only thing I can do. And that dance had it twice. So I had, that's the only one I could do. All of the other dances were too uh, intense for me. There's a lot of hand movement going on and I couldn't keep the beat. I have no rhythm. I was sweating (laughs) trying to learn these dances. I came out of the bathroom just dripping sweat (laughs) <laughs> just I, I spent two hours of my life trying to learn this one dance and I couldn't even learn it wait why were you dancing in the bathroom well because I had to put the phone up because I was trying to copy the person and that was the only place that I had like room to do it where Nico wouldn't get in the way because there was a lot of like leg movement and arm movement I didn't want to kick him so it was, it was just <laughs> the only and I had decent lighting <laughs> there we go 
So if you're wondering how quarantine is going for me, that that is it right there. <laughs> Learning TikTok dances. They are hard. I yeah. tried some with my roommates and we gave up halfway. Which ones were you trying? Uh, the Renegade, which that is so hard. So- <laughs> hard and so fast and the guy we were learning we had to like youtube a guy that was like teaching an 80 year old grandma how to do these moves he was going so slow and then we're like yeah 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 yeah. we got this we got this and then the we had to place it to the music and it is 80 times faster and we just ended up pouring ourselves a glass of wine and sitting on the couch (laughs) which actually usually helps you dance as well right (laughs) i don't know if it helps your dance but you feel more confident in your terrible dancing. <laughs> it's it's like speaking a language. It's like speaking a foreign language. I'm telling you, you get a little bit of liquid courage and you're better. You're better at everything. You're better at dancing. You're better at foreign language. You're better at, at, at sh- shooting stick or bowling or whatever. Golf? Random things you don't usually do. Are you better at golf when you drink? Oh, no. I don't. I think I might be. I might if I'm playing well and I and at the turn, I might have a beard, but no, I don't like pound. I feel like there's a sweet spot on the golf course where you get a little bit tipsy and you play really well, and then it goes down real fast. Because I, I feel, it's like a hole. You have one hole that's great, and then if you drink again, you're down. <laughs> there, there's totally no agree. like happy medium. Like I've never seen someone play better drunk. Tipsy, yeah, definitely not drunk. Yeah, and I mean, even tipsy, like you got to be pretty bad to start with when you're good tipsy. Like it's, it's, you know, a couple of guys that are just kind of like, okay, they they might break eighty every once in a while, but then, but but these these specific guys need like a little bit of whiskey and about six eight beers, and then they can just go after it. I mean, there are there is that type of golfer out there. Nothing is worse than playing golf hungover. That is the absolute worst. A morning tea time after drinking. Because your hands are shaky. It's You're nauseous. You don't want to be in the sun. It's the worst. Yeah, you got to focus on a little white ball. I remember I, I've never actually played tipsy or drunk. But I've, ha- I've played a lot of rounds hungover the next day especially in college. And my coach, I, I hope she's not listening to this, but we would always drink <laughs> the night before. <laughs> we would travel, and then we'd always have to play a practice round. And the whole van just smelled like alcohol. And we would get on the course, and none of us could hit a ball straight. And she would end up being so mad and yelling at us. And we're like, it's just the travel day. Like, we always play like this. Meanwhile, we were completely trashed the night before. <laughs> I remember we had to go to a golf tournament and this was probably, I I transferred from U of A to San Diego state. And so it's my first year there. And I think this was my second tournament. We went out the night before and I forgot to pack some of my shirts. Uh, I forgot to pack my golf shoes and my hats and my sunglasses, my visors. And so I show up for the first round or the practice round with tennis shoes on, no hat, no visor, and like sweatpants. And my coach was like, what happened? (laughs) What did you do? And so she had to give me her golf shoes because she's like, you can't play in your tennis shoes. And I had to get like a a hat from someone else. I ended up playing really well in that tournament. So she made me wear her golf shoes for the rest of the year. Hey, it's a thing. (laughs) 
Yeah, it was good times back in college. Sometimes I feel like when you play so drunk, you have to be so or or hungover, you have to be so opposite, like so focused, so like you're anal about every play, every position, whatever you're doing, that you almost perform better sometimes. I'm not saying this happens every time, but I feel like sometimes that can happen. Personal experience? <laughs> well, allegedly, let's just say there was one time. <laughs> Maybe two. I have definitely scored very well massively hung over before i mean it's gone both ways for sure you never feel good and like pg said it always like physically just is awful but i have actually had really good rounds when i was totally hung over or like when you're sick because it takes your mind off of what you're actually doing you're just focused on about how bad you're feeling yeah well <laughs> and then remember that whole thing remember that whole thing uh at the at&t with 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 chris was so sick and he played great Oh, yeah, he was just trying himself. not to throw up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that definitely does work. I think that's the reason why I stopped drinking those because my hangovers were so bad. So I, I just could never do it and it never worked out well for me. But when I was sick, I actually did play really well because it does take your mind off of things and you're not focused on, especially I think with golf too, because golf is so mental. And so when you have a bit of a distraction, you do play a lot better. For sure. You just have to master the game somehow or trick your mind. I don't know. Golf just sucks either way. I, there's no, I, I haven't figured it out when it comes to it mentally. I mean, some days you just wake up and it's there and some days you get on the golf course and it's not there at all. It, and it's so frustrating because you could either shoot a 65 or an 85 and there's no difference between one day to the next, but it's just golf is just so mental. And I think that's what makes it so hard compared to a lot of other sports is that there's a, such a big difference between one day to the next. Yeah, that's really interesting to think about. It is such a mental sport that I could see why people want to drink in this sport. You know what I mean? It's just <laughs> like, let me just take a day break and just swing and not think about it and get hammered on the golf course. But uh, yeah, like, so do you think a lot of like pro golfers don't drink? I think it depends. I think a lot of them do drink and a lot of them actually have had drinking problems because golf just drives you insane. And so after a bad round of golf, you just want to get drunk and not think about it because of what I was saying, where you feel so good before the round starts and you're like, this is my day and everything's going to be great. And you get out there and you shoot this round and it's like, you've never held a golf club before. And it's the worst feeling Ever. There's just something about golf and your ego that it just kills you. And that's something that I, I could never handle was the bad rounds. The good rounds were you kind of expect those because you've worked so hard and you train so hard. But it's those bad rounds because they come out of nowhere. And it's unlike any other sport where you can't just not train and be lazy and then go run. You're going to see it. You're not going to run as fast. But with golf, you could train so hard. You could do everything that you're doing, work harder than ever, and still shoot a bad round of golf. Or you could not practice at all, and you go out and you could play great. And that's what's so frustrating about it. There's, you, there's never a formula where it's like, if I do this, 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 and this, I'm going to play well. You could do all those things. You could play bad. Then you could do the absolute opposite of everything you should be doing, and you could play great. And it drives you insane insane it's such a love-hate relationship for me with that <laughs> stupid sport <laughs> which drives you to drink i think that's why i stopped drinking 
because I, I I saw the path that I was going in and golf was driving me bananas. And I'm like, if I keep this going, I'm gonna, I'm just going to be drinking all the time. So I'm just going to stop now and I'll just stop golf too and just be happy. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, that's the truth though. That's why people drink. That's why there's so much drinking prevalent on golf courses um, because of just those, those, those things about golf. First of all, you're outside, you're with your friends. A drink is, is, is natural. You don't need any aerobic action in golf. I mean, obviously the, the premier athletes are in better shape, but you can play around with, with some alcohol. And then plus how frustrating it is where you, you know, you could kill it all day long. And then one day you just cannot find a swing for, you know, for 18 holes, drive a man to drink, drive a woman to drink. Well, and I think when you look at golf, there's such diversity in the types of people who play and who are successful you could have someone who never works out a day in their life, never practices, and they beat someone who is in tip-top shape and who eats healthy and doesn't drink and doesn't go out, and it, it doesn't matter. And that's what I hated the most. It's like as much – I'm a really hard worker, and no matter how hard I worked and no matter how much I put into it, you could still go out the next day and, and lose to someone who just doesn't give a shit at all about what they're doing. And they're actually better because of that, because golf is so mental. And I couldn't get over that. The fact that I could work as hard as I possibly could, do everything I want to do, and still get beat by someone who doesn't care. I hated that. Yeah. And there's always someone that's going to be that's going to be able to beat you like that. Yeah. But it's with other like, sports, you can't like do the- that. <laughs> Well, it's like the person that never studied and got straight A's that sat right next to you, yeah. you know? Well, not you because you were homeschooled, but for the rest of us, right, Tor? <laughs> I'm like, Mom, would you get number five? <laughs> so, PG. Yeah. We got a surprise guest on the podcast today. I hate surprises. Oh, you're going to like this. Really? I hate surprises. It makes me, it, it's like my biggest trigger for my anxiety. I just downed like half a bottle of CBD oil because I was so nervous. I just, I don't like surprises with anything. Oh God, ProTor, pro should, we, should we back it up? Should we go forward? What are we going to do? I think she would like this guest more than honestly anything else in the world right now. Okay, well then we're going to listen to ProTor and then <laughs> I'm legally covered from any lawsuits why did they tell you? That's what I don't get. Why, why Why? was I the only one not in on this surprise? Because it's playing around with Paige Renee. <sighs> I'll su- we'll have to surprise you with a guest. We'll have to search for someone old. Oh, <laughs> and, and then explain to them what a podcast is. <laughs> yeah, well, what's a podcast? <laughs> I'm excited for this guest. I have no idea who it is. I think it's a guy because you you said he earlier, but that's the only hint that I have gotten. Too much. See, sorry, Pro Tour, I already ruined it. <laughs> All right, should we get this person on? Let's let PG suffer for a little bit longer, and then you then you bring it home. Okay, right after the break. How's that? Thank you, guys. <laughs> Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, 
go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hello, hello. Special guest, are you here? Wait, can you guys hear me? <laughs> We can hear you. We don't see you. Do you want to reveal yourself or stay audio? I have yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I can't tell by the voice. All right. Give me one sec. I, uh, I'm on my phone and I'm trying to remember how the hell this works here. Here we go. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's Kyle from Summer House. <laughs> how are you? I'm great. I watch you every Wednesday night. Ah. The hump days, the hump day cure all. I know. We just watched your uh, your birthday celebration. <laughs> <laughs> it was a doozy. So, do you actually get super trashed? Do you ever get nervous about filming reality shows when you're so blacked out? Uh no. Uh, <laughs> basically, my TV my TV debut, like episode one, I was blacked out. So I kind of got over that fear pretty quick. <laughs> that would be the hot, the notorious hot tub scene. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So what have you been up to during these crazy times? So funny enough, I've actually been working a lot. We were in the process of, of uh, you know, kind of expanding, which obviously that has been frustrating. I've, I've launched a drink called Loverboy. If you watch Summer House, I'm sure you're familiar <laughs> with it. And honestly, I'm working more than I was pre-quarantine because there's there's no distractions. And so Amanda and I, you know, going a little stir crazy because she also works, you know, on Loverboy. So it's been uh, a true test, a true test. <laughs> yeah. How has that been working together? I know it can be hard working with a significant other or, you know, like a close friend. How do you navigate that? So, yeah, I mean, there's like... <laughs> I'd say the general rule book is to stay far, far away from commingling, you know, your, your professional life with your personal. Um, to me, I kind of saw it as like an opportunity. You know, a lot of people spend a lot of time apart from their significant other. And, um, you know, that said, I've been doing startups since I was 20. 
Amanda has worked for an international company for five years. And so just even just forget me and the fact that we're working together, just her adjusting to working within a startup environment. I mean, there's no playbook there either. You know, it's, it's a complete different ballgame. So we're just trying to create some degrees of separation, but I'd be lying if I, I said I'm really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> so what made you want to do Loverboy? And what is Loverboy for people who don't watch Summer House? <laughs> sure. <laughs> know what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the short answer, what is Loverboy? Loverboy is a sparkling hard tea. Think of it as like a, a better tasting hard seltzer because we use higher quality ingredients. And the most important thing, it has zero sugar. So you essentially like don't get a hangover. Um, and it came out of a, a pain point on Summer House. You know, here we were giving all these brands exposure that didn't really need it. These, you know, most of the stuff we drink is just from some massive strategic or some massive publicly traded company. You know, all, practically every hard seltzer in, in a plain white can is coming from some, you know, mass produced facility. And I was just like, why not create something that has some personality and some more flavor? Um, and, and, you know, whether you know it or not, alcohol is one thing. But when you wake up with a splitting hangover, chances are it's a lot to do with what else was in, like, the alcohol, right? Every, like, I feel like tequila, for example, gets a bad rap. Because guess what? You're drinking it with tons of simple syrup and you wake up with, like, a splitting headache. We, we were just talking about that um, earlier on this episode about how playing golf hungover the next day is the absolute worst thing ever. So I, I yeah. actually, and that's the reason why I actually stopped. I don't drink that much anymore because I would get the worst hangovers. I would drink and I'd wake up the next morning. I'm like, I'm dying. This is how I'm going to go out. What were you I'm drinking? going to die this way. <laughs> what was your beverage of choice? When, everything. When... I would mix everything. Um, yes. I would just go up and be like, hey, what are, what are you drinking? Make me a shot. And then it would be anything from vodka to tequila to fireball to rubbing alcohol. I would drink anything <laughs> if it had alcohol in it. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot, chug, or crush just about anything. But then, because I never really subscribed to that whole, like, don't mix your alcohols. I'm like, give me a break. But, again, I think it has to do with, like, what else is in there. Um so, yeah, I kind of wanted to start it just because, you know, I was working on a nutrition startup. Nutrition is important to me. I'm no expert, but I know that sugar is the devil. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was just like, screw this. Like, let's make a cool brand that people want to drink and, like, with a story that people can get behind. Because, like, who makes White Claw? It's actually Mike's Hard Lemonade. Like, there's no story there. <laughs> so, where, so where can you find it? So right now we're in Mass, Wisconsin, and of course, New York. We are busy expanding. Alcohol is tricky. We have to go state by state with our sparkling hard teas. So actually next week, ironically, which is half the reason I'm so busy, we are launching a product that we can sell online. So that is like basically help satisfy all the pent up demand with our fans that are just dying for us to expand. And we're kind of limited with just all the regulatory bullshit in alcohol yeah so this gives us something i think we're going to be in like 42 or 44 states next week oh that's awesome congrats yeah so it's a different product it's a premium uh product still in a can um but it's 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 lover boy 
So we got to give the people what they want. I love that. So I've been asked to do reality shows before, and it was the one thing I've always said I would I would never do. I feel like it's the hardest thing to do to put yourself out there. It's you, but you don't really have much control of kind of how you're perceived and with right. the editing and everything that's going on. How, how do you deal with that? Do you get a lot of backlash, a lot of love? Like, I, I just don't understand how you can do right. that every single day. It must be so hard. So... When the, the opportunity kind of came my way, um, you know, where they were looking for friends of mine to help round out the cast and potentially film this show, I was certainly weighing the pros and cons. But right out of the gate, as an entrepreneur, I was like, well, I'm not going to get fired, right? Maybe it'll open doors. But at least, you know, from a job security standpoint, I was already doing my own thing. However, like, I, I still had tons of student debt from getting my MBA, you know, and getting you know you're going to grad school and then going to reality television is not necessarily like the one-two punch (laughs) it's like oh yeah it makes tons of sense kyle so there was a side of me that was very concerned because i've never watched bravo admittedly i didn't i feel like reality television has a bad rap in terms of like the editing and like how much is produced how much is real but when we got into the nitty-gritty i was just like look if they're actually trying to do what they're saying, which is to, to capture our life. And the fact that I was already going out to the Hamptons, I was just like, it's basically kind of like doing what I was doing, but filming a show. Now, obviously, it's a little more involved than that. But I think Bravo shows are way more realistic than people think. And any quote unquote producing is often happening in the, like, the talent's head. They're like, <laughs> they think that they need to, be perceived this way and so they act this way and bravo i'm actually completely blown away with just how much they pride themselves on organic authentic television um you can so, see that i mean it, it it comes off like you guys are actually good friends and you you kind of see the ups and downs of your relationship with amanda which i think is actually really great to see and to talk about because that's that's real we always talk on the show about social media how everything on social media is fake. And so yep. it's nice to kind of see you guys go through very normal relationship issues and then come out better because of it. And it makes me feel better. I think it makes everyone feel better how open and honest you are about everything. Yeah, the whole, like, I think the buzzwords in reality television are, like, vulnerability and, like, openness and, you know, having some self-awareness. Those, those are words that were not usually in my vocabulary. <laughs> but... But yeah, I mean, I think what really helps with our show, I mean, if you go from scene to scene, like Housewives style, right, you have plenty of time to basically script yourself. Oh, like this, this wife was, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't even know how like, the Housewives <laughs> talk. It's like, you know, you go into like a, a restaurant situation where you sit down at a table and you're going to be thinking about what you're going to say. Whereas our show, the cameras roll, whether the big ones or the, the surveillance, and you almost just are more likely to let down your guard because you just know nothing's going to go missed and it would be exhausting to think about it. So I'd say within an hour of literally filming the very first day, I was like, Oh, all right. Just don't walk in front of the camera. (laughs) (laughs) Is it, is it weird just having a camera on you all the time? I feel like I would just get so nervous and not want to just be myself and be a little more buttoned up because you know, everyone is going to see 
what you're doing and especially like you guys are saying you, you party a lot and I know right. I, I would say a lot of really dumb things all the time. <laughs> hey, you know, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that um, honestly, you, I'm sure plenty of people do think about it. With our show, it'd be exhausting and it's quite frankly impossible. We are out there to enjoy our weekends. It's the summer. I'm not about to ruin my summer for some show. And, you know, we just kind of let it unfold. And um, you can't think about, I mean, I'd say if anything, the, the cameras kind of heightened things. Um, not to say that we're like performing, but it, it just, I guess the stakes feel higher. And you end up talking more. I think that's just the big, like if I would describe reality television like a sentence, it's like life is on fast forward because you're just moving through the ebbs and flows of life because you're just talking about so much, even if you're a complete extrovert. It's like, I would not have the same conversation about my fight with Amanda with four different people in the span of an hour. <laughs> but that's reality. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love it. I am a huge fan of you and your show and especially Amanda. I haven't tried Loverboy yet, so I'm excited to... We got to get you some. You'll have to let me know where you're at. Where, where's home base for you? In Arizona, in Scottsdale. I was supposed to be at a wedding last weekend in Scottsdale. Uh, it's perfect weather right now, but you yeah, have to come out again. And thank you so much for being on today and being my surprise Absolutely. guest. I didn't <laughs> prepare any questions, so I'm sorry if it was the worst interview ever. No, was uh, but you're great, and can't wait to see more of you on Summer House and Loverboy and everything you have coming up. Maybe we'll have to have you on a, on a happy hour. We'll get you some Loverboy, and we can virtually cheers. I love that. It has to happen. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Paige. Take care. Thank you. <laughs> what'd you think i got so nervous <laughs> oh my god i like he like popped up is he still on he's not on right no no he's not on <laughs> he, like, pop he popped up and i just was like cheesing so hard i summer house is like my favorite reality show of all time by far, bar none, and we watch them like every Wednesday. To be specific, every Wednesday you can watch on Bravo at nine eight Central, just to help Kyle Kyle out a little bit. Yeah, I I, I didn't even know what to say. I was just like trying to think of anything. So <laughs> that was a fun. Hey, I thought you were great. I thought you were great. Thanks. Yeah, just trying not to like fangirl out and uh, keep it interesting for the people. Because I always, re I always forget that I have a male-dominated audience, especially for this podcast. And so I fangirl over all of this like girl shit that guys don't care about. And then I'm like <laughs> thinking about, I'm, like, guys probably find this kind of boring. So I <laughs> uh, have always have to make it draw it back to them in some way. It's true. I liked how he told that. He thinks that a lot of people may like don't think Bravo TV is real, you know, with the whole producer thing. But like y people create their own stories in their head. I thought that was actually really interesting. I think you can see it because I, I also like Vanderpump Rules. And it's kind of the same way you can tell that they're it, it's not it doesn't seem scripted. Like they're all friends and those are real like actual fights they're getting in. <laughs> I don't know if that's cool or it's fascinating. <laughs> that's a good word. <laughs> really good entertainment.
Oh man. Well, and I'm I'm guessing after now because this this whole this whole reality TV thing is no longer a phase or a fad and that it's 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 carved itself into entertainment that it probably is you probably can cast and find the right people to make a good show like that. I mean, I don't know. I've no I have I have not watched Summer House. What would your reality show be called if you had one? <clears throat> That's a good question. Now look at you. You're getting all good and interviewee. Um, I don't know. Tori, what would yours be? Mine would be, um, why am I the way that I am? And it'd be like all, every meme would just be me having my palm to my face. <laughs> the woman behind the mic. <laughs> exactly. You would have a very fascinating reality show. I would tune into that every single day. Mine? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because you have such a cool job, and then you have issues with guys. <laughs> and so I think the combination of you just living a cool life and then having these guy issues, it's just perfect. Well, thanks. My one follower would be <laughs> would be tuning in, and the rest would be like, this is the worst show ever. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get so many questions about you daily. <laughs> page it's because they're just trying to get a conversation with you <laughs> no they're like they'll be they'll slide in my dms like stop i'm like hey what's going on they're like can you send me a picture of pro tour <laughs> i get the hey i've already sent this to page but i don't know if you could relay the message but if you could <laughs> and it's like that so i'm like yes i'll tell her even though i probably won't because you're creepy but <laughs> i love it <laughs> Paige, I think you're right. I think that tour, Pro Tour's life would be a really fun, um, fun uh, 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 reality show because, like you said, she not only does she have a good job, but she has to deal with a lot of like high-profile people, like all the time. All the time, and a lot of high-profile people aren't the easiest to deal with. I mean, I am a pain in the ass, that's for sure. You are my that's right. angel. Look at. You guys are both my angels, my little talent babies. Well, I don't I don't consider myself high profile and or a celebrity, so <laughs> I would say you are. I mean, come on. Of course you are. Of course you're one you're you're the you're the most followed person in golf on the planet. They say Instagram followers is like monopoly money. It doesn't exist in real life. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, well, you tell. Okay, well, I'm sure you could you could cash a couple of those checks. Wait, you have a <laughs> Wikipedia page. You are definitely a celebrity. Okay, so wait, so pro tour dealing with celebrities trying to find men. It would. I'd I'd buy that show. I would too. We should pitch it to Good Bravo. Yeah, PG. You just did. You just did, PG. I love it. I'll talk to my new best friend Kyle, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> Talk over some lover boys. Love it. So I always hate surprises, but that was a really good surprise. Thank you for that. And if you guys haven't seen Summer House on Bravo, definitely go check it out. It's it's hilarious. It's so funny. And I think that it'd be a good show for you and your significant other to go listen to or watch together. Um, we have a fun little segment next. And we're talking about if golf will die if Tiger stops playing. So keep on listening. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. 
That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. This summer, click into Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from RYOBI. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the RYOBI 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the RYOBI leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with RYOBI's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. So have you guys seen the new doc coming out called The Last Dance? It's with Michael Jordan and his last year with the Bulls. Does this have anything to do with Space Jam? It, it will in a second. So I was thinking, <laughs> because Michael Jordan is obviously the GOAT for multiple reasons, Space Jam being one of them. But <laughs> <laughs> after Michael Jordan, there's been a lot of big names that have come into basketball. You could say Kobe's name. You could say LeBron. You can even say Steph Curry. I mean, the list goes on and on. And you could go to anyone on the street and I feel like most people would know them. And so it made me think about golf and you have Tiger Woods. Everyone knows Tiger Woods. They'd probably know Jack and Arnold Palmer as well, but that's, that's it. I really can't think of anyone else right now, current players that you could go up to anyone who are, or who has made a lasting impression on the general public. Tori, for example, do you know who Justin Thomas is? No. Ricky Fowler? No. Brooks Kepka? No. Exactly. But who was that one guy that was really cute? He was like blonde. Adam Scott? No, he won the green jacket like two years ago. Uh, uh, oh, uh, uh, Justin um, so- Rose. No. Or was it Adam Scott? Jordan Spieth? Adam Scott Spieth. won the Masters. <laughs> I just hit the <laughs> headphones out of my hand. <laughs> Speed. Jordan Speed. Okay, so we got one name from you out of the seven that we just listed. And it, it really got me thinking, why, why is that happening? Because they're obviously really good players, but why are they not connecting with more people? And I, you can even see that with Instagram followers. If you go to, say, LeBron's Instagram account, he has 62.8 million followers on Instagram. 
you guys are gonna be shocked by this, but I am the most followed golfer on Instagram. I have more followers than Tiger Woods, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, all of those guys. That's a problem. I should not, <laughs> the titty insta babe should not have more followers than these guys. That should not be a thing. That should not be happening. And I don't know why. Do you think it's the media's problem because they only latch on to Tiger and no one else kind of drives engagement the way he does? And so they're not pushing out these younger, newer players. Do you think that these players feel like they don't have to go out and show their personality as much because they're kind of riding Tiger's coattails. What do you think it is or why do you think that people are not connecting with golfers on a deeper personal level? Because I think that's important. I think if Tiger goes away and we saw it a little bit when he, you know, was going through some of his problems and the injuries, do you think golf is going to die? Do we need someone else to come up to almost take that place when he's done playing golf? I, I I don't know how golf is going to be without Tiger Woods in it. I think it's a, I think it's really a really really insightful uh, sort of question, PG. Because well, number one, I mean, you you talk about goats, and there is there is there is no one that you know. Jordan had that Jordan Spieth, Pro Tours guy. He had that run right where he won. Um, I think it was what 15, 2015, where he won the Masters, then he won the Open. And then he like barely missed the PGA. So he was like, is he the next guy? And, and I remember golf being pretty exciting for a second there. But then, you know, it was a sort of a the funny thing about Tiger is that Tiger was anti-media. He didn't he didn't fuck around. He won tournaments um, and he was sort of like the outlier uh, on the tour. I mean, uh so he was just, he's just, so, he was just so good. And he was, but he wasn't friendly for any, to, for any media outlet. He has that, that even... But he has that it factor. And that's something yes. that you just, you can't teach. And I yes. feel like all of these guys who have connected with more people, they have that coolness, that it factor. That's something you just can't put your finger on, but it's girls want to date them. Guys want to be them. They're someone you want to have a beer with. And I feel like, Cause I know a lot of the guys in golf and they're cool guys. So why, why I, I just, I don't get why more people don't want to follow them or engage with them or they're not as interested. It just seems that way. And, and do you think it's kind of the elitist golf attitude and they feel like they can't connect with them on a personal level? Or do you think that golf is harder because it's an individual sport and because it's not, you don't have like your hometown hero, I feel like sometimes people root for a team or they root for a person because they have that connection. They're playing for their state or they're playing for whatever it may be. And that's why they cheer for them. But with golf, you don't have that. There's really no kind of connection there. That's right. I mean, look, week in, week out, you know you're going to see LeBron or 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 you're going to see you know, the Lakers and all the team on the Lakers, and they're going to be playing against other people. And there is going to be literally uh, physical confrontations between sets of teams. And these are teams that are, that predominantly come, you know, that, that, that invoke hometown spirit. Right. Whereas you're talking about, I mean, I can tell you a couple of golfers that, that, that grew up in, that are uh, from around my area 
but I don't get to see them. They're not even necessarily on the TV every Sunday or every Thursday or Friday or whatever. They might, they might be there. They might be swallowed up. I mean, they cover up, they, they cover very few golfers on, 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 on these, these tournaments. Yeah. I think that's definitely a big problem, but it's, it's not a lack of coverage because you see them on TV all the time. You see them on what TV all the time? You see them playing all their tournaments, so they might only show the top five players. So do you think that they need to show more players? So they need to show the young guys coming up. They need to kind of create more stories around these guys that you can rally behind instead of just showing, say, if Tiger, Brooks, and Justin, Rory are in the field, just showing them the whole time. I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, they tried to do these packages, and you know they've tried to sort of um, the whole you know Ricky, JT, Jordan buddies on boats and playing stuff. They've tried that. I just don't think it. I just don't, people don't really gravitate towards it. I'm not I'm not sure. I don't I don't follow any of those guys, and I follow you, Paige, and I followed you before I met you, but I didn't follow any of those guys on on social media. So, you know, they try, but I'm guessing, I think, I guess it's going to have to be up to the athlete. I mean, I think that Max is doing something fun. I mean, you know him, right? He's doing something fun. He needs to step on that and, 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 and bring more to it. I mean, LeBron's Instagram is hilarious. So you think that the players need to take more of a responsibility to show their personality and do more on social media? I think I think uh, if if that's what they want, then yes. I mean, I remember. I think it was two years ago when Xander um, was playing, and they they caught this. Um, they caught they caught him. He hit a ball, and he and he and he said, and it was on national TV. And uh, immediately, I went. Now I like this guy even more. I like yeah. this guy. He's a regular guy. I know him. I looked him up. He's from San Diego. Like I actually got behind him. Because I knew a little bit more about him. Golf is so stiff; you can't celebrate anything. You can't, it's uh, it's all the it's you know the like you said. Every white guy looks the same on a golf course. So yeah. how do you how do you how do you how do you make that stardom other than you know winning every time? And you can't do that. Do you think the guys feel like they don't have to because of Tiger Woods? I mean, when he's in the tournament or he's playing, the media only covers him. He's the only one on TV. Because of him and everything that he's done, the um, prize money has shot up. The endorsements have shot up. Everything is because of Tiger. And do they feel like they don't have to really do anything anymore because they're happy with the money that they're making? And you know, having more followers on social media isn't a priority for them because they're already making millions of dollars. It, it very well could be. I mean, I think there, there, there's a couple of people that I know would kill to beat Tiger. I think Phil's still trying trying to beat Tiger. I think Rory wants to beat Tiger. Um, I think Brooks really wants to beat Tiger. Um, and I, I would say even Patrick Reed really wants to. You can tell those guys really want to beat him. And, um, and you know, like Tony Finau, uh, you know, had this great article about him in the Masters. And he was playing next to, you know, he was playing in the final round with 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 Molinari and Tiger and he was he was sitting there going yeah you know I'm 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 sitting here in the final pairing at the Masters with my idol of all time well you know and he and so he tried to lighten it up hey how are the kids and Tiger just looked didn't even look at him and said kids are fine and that was the last thing Tiger said to Finau well Finau was not looking to beat Tiger there he was he was he was starstruck 
So I, yeah. but I do think there are a couple of them that think they can beat them and want to beat them. And, and, but, and like, yeah, Phil, sure. Phil's beat them still before. have that, that competitive fire. And I think they all want to, but what's going to happen when Tiger does retire? I mean, golf has been great now that, you know, he won the uh, tournament champions and he won the masters and it's this resurgence of him coming back and more people are now coming out to tournaments and it's kind of kicked it up again. But what's, what's going to happen when he he's done playing, who are we going to want to watch on TV? And I, and I I really want to hear your perspective here, Tori, because you're not a golf fan or a golf fanatic. What would make you want to watch the final round on Sunday of a tournament on TV, like, or what would make you want to follow these golfers or what do you think is lacking? Cause you, you don't know, I mean, the, the top players in the world. And I feel like that, that should, that's a, a big problem. I mean, especially for the future of golf. Totally. I think for me, I, I do agree with the whole, you know, it, it's more than the player at this point. So we want to be invited into people's families, homes, um, what they're eating for dinner, which is why everybody loves like Taco Tuesdays with LeBron. And you get to see depth to them. And I think that you don't really get a lot of depth with golfers. Um, even it kind of sounds weird, but even when we saw Tiger Woods go through a lot of hardships, you almost connected like it was heartbreaking for sure. Um, but you were able to see more depth to the person other than the country club winning best golfer in the world, Tiger Woods. You know, I'm sure that even felt like a lot of pressure on his end. But I think that if you could really invite people in, like even even the announcers at golf tournaments are so boring. It's like, and oh, my God. Such a good point. And, well, and they have the same announcers. We were watching the they're doing all the Masters reruns on TV right now. And they're the same guys. And it's been years. I'm like, why don't they get some young, fresh blood in there to mix it up and do something different? And I think it all comes back to the people who are leading golf. It comes down to the media where, or the sponsors where it, golf is so conservative and buttoned up. And I think all these players, they, I know they have personality. They're awesome guys. They're so funny. But I think they're scared to say certain things because they're going to get dropped. They're going to lose a sponsor or, you know, they're going to get hate from the golf community because the golf community, it's only this way and that way only. And so they can never feel comfortable in letting their hair down and being who they actually are. And I feel like we need to be we want to see this different side of them. So let's allow them to do that. And if they do say something that we don't agree with, don't just tear them down. You even see that with guys posting workout videos freaking workout videos and they get hate for it. So of course these guys don't want to go on social media. And I mean, I see it too. I've been dropped by sponsors. I got fired from writing for a golf magazine because of things that I've posted. And that's so frustrating when it wasn't even that bad at all. And so I can see why these guys don't want to do that. But I think we need to look at the bigger picture here in the future of golf and connecting with younger people. And that's through social media and that's being authentic through social media. I think you're right. I'm PG. Look, remember that whole thing with David Faraday and he, he, you know, he was mixing things up. I mean, this is a, this is a guy that was a legitimate pro. Uh, he even won on tour and he's hysterical and he's irreverent. And he was, I mean, he, he has his own show now, but they, they didn't want him in mainstream 
um, uh, PGA events. And in he he was there. He was moved. So I think you're right. I, I think I think you're. And and the thing that scares me is like when you said when Tiger goes away, is is golf going to die? I mean it 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 it, it very well could for uh, twenty to forty percent of of the fans. That's so sad to think about. Right, and I don't think, think a lot of people in, notice that because golf is it's doing well right now. It's thriving because he's back, and. I just think about Tiger too and like how unfair that is for him to basically carry the whole entire sport on his back. <laughs> no wonder he has back problems. Yeah, seriously. But, and then here's the thing, like you made another great point and that is that these guys are trying not to rock the boat. They're trying to play by, you know, the PGA, the USGA, the RNA, all of these stuffy old uh, organizations that, that still run the thing that still have those contracts with CBS. I mean, you're still talking about, Augusta and and that uh, that you know that that whole mindset. Tiger succeeded not because of those things. He succeeded. He beat those odds. He he succeeded. What is the word I'm looking for? In 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 he he came from a public 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 course. He came from a, his dad as being an instructor, and he just kicked the crap out of everybody. And he didn't do it the way other golfers have done it. Well, he did it from just grassroots. hundred percent. I don't think a lot of people realized all the racism he faced too. Like the yeah. comments people made, other professional golfers making racist comments towards him. And that wasn't that long ago when you think about it. It's just the way that golf is sometimes. Just we celebrate these little wins in golf as if they're, they're these huge victories. Like when last year, when the women were allowed, the amateur women were allowed to play at Augusta for one round and people were like, this is so amazing. This is so great. It was one round. And that, what, 2019? Come on. Yeah, it's great, but it's like baby steps. You like dip a toe in the water and people think you did a cannonball. It's just the way that people think in golf is so outdated. I, t- I totally agree. And, and well, I, let me ask you this because uh, there was this whole, remember that, remember, remember that whole thing about how Ricky Fowler and JT and, and Spieth are such good friends that they don't want to beat each other and that the, the game of competition, the, the competition's gone and Tiger would never have done that. How do you feel that do you, do you, number one, do you agree with any of that? And do you feel like that's what the PGA is trying to do as far as, uh, as, as, as far as keeping their, um, their, their, their following, you know, making it a little bit more fun and relaxing. I think it was great because that's when they were doing the spring break boys where they were going out and, you know, having fun, uh, shirt playing golf shirtless and drinking. And it was more relaxed. And I think that's when people were starting to connect with those guys. And that was during the phase where tiger wasn't playing as much. If, if I recall, And I think that was really great. But I feel, again, then they started to attack them for not being competitive enough. And it's, I feel like in golf, they have nothing to talk about. And they're not creative enough to think of new things to discuss. And so they just pick on anything that they can. And so they'll say, oh, these guys are too friendly. They shouldn't be, they need to be more like Tiger. They need to be more like this. They need to be more like that. Or when Ricky wore his shirt untucked, which was so cool. It's this huge deal. A huge deal. You know how stupid that is? (laughs) That is so 
fucking stupid. And then you watch First Take or all these other shows, and they're talking about things in other sports that matter. They're talking about political issues in sports, and some people don't like that. But that's a good conversation to be had. And they talk about things that are different. Every single day, there's something different on. With golf, it's the exact same thing, exact same thing almost every single day and the exact same conversations. Nothing is ever really progressing or changing. We still talk about, you know, dress code. We still talk about if the ball goes too far. We talk about the rules of golf. We talk about what, can we not think of anything else? And I think it's really prevalent now too because there's no golf being played. So you're, I'm looking at all the digital content. And if one Someone, if someone does one thing, everyone else copies that because they can't think of any new ideas. Every time a new tournament comes up, they're going back and posting all the same stuff that they posted the year before. I mean, I made a joke that on Twitter that I miss the Masters, but I don't miss everyone posting the Masters tournament menu because that's right. what everyone does year, every single year. What would you get for $5 off of this menu? And it's the same right. stuff. No one cares. Let's like think of something new or different. And that's why I like guys like Patrick Reed because he does mix it up. He is someone you can talk about. He's someone who is different or Bryson DeChambeau. I love guys who kind of push the envelope and they're different. That's what makes golf cool. And it gives you something to talk about. I think the problem is, is that golf is such a close knit community that we Josh and I will have these discussions and we both love golf. We know golf. We know the players. We know the inside and the outs of it. In our opinion, doesn't really matter. We're already invested in golf. Right. We need to ask people like Tori, who is young, who might want to try golf, but hasn't, or maybe she wants to watch it, but she's not on what would make her want to watch. And so we talked about, and she said that the commentators are boring and you're not having that connection, but is there anything else that you're thinking of? Maybe if you don't want to watch them, why aren't you following them on social media? Yeah, it's, it's hard just cause it's actually really weird. I grew up with a big golfing family. Um, like with my uncle, he, and all of my younger cousins are all big golfers, but I never, got into it I think because I know it takes so much time and practice and it's such an intricate sport that I think it's like you either have it or you don't and when I think about going to a golf course I don't see the friendliness of like let's all help you get better I'm a volleyball player so when I go play beach volleyball it's everyone is included even if you suck is it fun no, but at least, you know, I could say, Hey, you know, lift your hands up a little higher if you want to set the ball differently or whatever. But when I'm on a golf course, even when I've been on somebody who's taken me to a driving range for a date, I always felt like I'm in hindrance on learning or making you take the time to learn because it's such this like quote unquote elite sport. I don't know if I explained that very well. Yeah. It's just the culture of golf, which it trickles down from, at, from the top but from in every different way too from how people perceive the sport to people getting into it to how the media even covers it I think everything changes and it all comes down to the culture of golf and unless that changes golf will eventually die out and I, I believe that I don't know when it 
might not be in my lifetime, but I think eventually it's going to happen unless they change and adapt to the new social climate. Well, what did you think about it? Not maybe not necessarily dying, but it, it you know, as uh, I think it was about like, well, when the recession hit, golf took a huge hit and a lot of golf courses closed. Um, so do you think that maybe it'll just regress down to that very finite group of people that that play golf and, and use it as a gentleman's game? Do you, you know, without evolution, it'll just end up being, you know, 40% of the golf courses will be left. Yeah. I retract my last statement that golf's going to die. I, <laughs> I'm thinking about it more now and why it is the way that it is. And, and this is something that I I haven't figured out, and I think I come off a bit wishy-washy with it because I don't know why it is the way that it is and why it's not changing. I don't think golf will ever die because a lot of very rich, powerful people love the game of golf. And so if anything, it like what you were saying, Josh, it's going to go back to what it was in the very beginning, a very elite, exclusive sport. And so it might die out for people who can't afford it or play, but it's always going to be there for the people who want it and, and who can't afford it. And so if anything, it's going to go back to what it was in the very beginning, which makes it makes me really sad to think about. <laughs> That's everything I like I fight against and that I don't want it to be And for me to feel like I can never really make, I feel like I can never change it. And that's, and that's sad. I feel like I can never have enough influence to progress the sport, nor does a lot of other people because there's so many other people who have the power and have the money and have the control who are always going to run it. And that's just not golf. That's just life. And that's kind of a hard realization that you can have all these great ideas and you can, have the right idea and have it be for the better, but it's still never enough because you don't have a seat at the table or you don't have the money or you don't have the resources to actually enact change. PG, I think, I, I don't think you're right. I think you've already influenced people. I mean, you're talking to a guy that plays public courses, right? I play, I play this course in Los Angeles. They all know they're like, I'm, I'm the local celebrity now because I do this podcast with you. They all followed you. They all knew who you were. Their, their, their girlfriends, their wives, they're now start talking about maybe playing or not only maybe playing, I don't have to wear a collared shirt. It doesn't have to be that stuffy. Paige doesn't do that. I mean, you are literally making changes. So what we're talking about is probably two different things. Tiger is probably going to kill like broadcasting golf for sure. But there is still a lot of, um, a lot of greatness that's evolving out of like a public golf or the, or, or golf for the people, so to speak, you know, the, um, but how do you, so, how do you, how can I do that without having a seat at the table? And I think that's the most important thing and not just, I don't know how I want to word this. Cause it, 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 I can only do so much and I feel like golf needs to allow more diversity into 
the top ranks to actually create change. They need to have someone on a board like Tori who doesn't play golf and feels a certain way. They need to have someone like me. They need to have different people sitting there. And I think that's what's going to finally create change. And that's going to help everything across the board. So when Tiger does stop playing, you, you almost have this plan set in place and it will be better. I just, I just feel like nothing's ever going to change unless you make changes at the top and get more people in there, unique people, new people. And not just for that, but working for the media as well, broadcasting it, it for everything. You just need to have more diversity in there for difference of opinions. I, I, I will say this. You, it is coming. It's, I think change is coming. And if you look at this and I do not want to get political because I don't really believe that that that's the case, but but if you look at even even in politics, something that has to change, it takes a really long time. Um, you have your standard politicians, and they have been the standard politicians, whether they're Democrat or Republican or 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 whatever. They've been the same for hundreds of years, and now these those things are starting to change. I think with golf, things things are starting to change. You are the most followed golfer on Instagram. That is something different. That is change, right? That is change. So yes, you're not going to be in the boardroom. You're not going to be asked in the boardroom. But you know what? The next generation has grown up watching you hit dope chipping chip shots or learned a little something about their putting game from you or 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 one of one of your contemporaries. And now maybe they're the one that's gonna that's gonna, that's up for the board job or or the superintendent job at a golf course or or whatever it will change it, it will come it's just going to be slow and then with golf and and white men it's going to be slower <laughs> yeah and, and i think that we can do our job on this show by showing showcasing different people in golf i would love to do a whole episode on superintendents and how they're the most important people in golf or even talk about caddies and there's just so many people in the sport who don't get enough credit for everything they do and I would like to showcase that more I'd like to interview different people and talk about it and I feel like sometimes I do a bad job of talking about the same thing over and over again and I should stop complaining about it and I should be proactive about it and that's what I want to do moving forward I think we by now you guys know how I feel about the game so how can we make it better and so if you guys have any suggestions on people that you think should be on the show or that maybe feel the same way I do, or you think that should have a platform to talk, let us know. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And Tori will tell you where to write in. That is par P A R at iHeartRadio.com and follow us on Instagram at playing around podcast. And we check our DMS daily. So message us there too. LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. LASIK, LASIK.com. This summer, click into Memorial Day Savings at the Home Depot 
and get after those outdoor projects with some serious cordless power from Ryobi. Tackle more than half an acre of grass with the convenience and gas-like power of the Ryobi 40-volt battery-powered mower. Leaves and debris are no match for the 40-volt power of the Ryobi leaf blower. No cords, no gas, no hassle. Tidy up those flower beds and keep your walkways looking sharp with Ryobi's 40-volt cordless string trimmer. Yard work, done and done. Click into Memorial Day savings happening now at your cordless power source, The Home Depot. Shop now at The Home Depot or homedepot.com. How doers get more done. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. had a great discussion on the future of golf and I think we can keep discussing that forever and ever uh probably we'll do it again in future episodes but enough of the serious stuff we got some TNA and you guys know already what's going to happen Josh Tori hit it with our TNA song with Paige Renee don't don't are we out of sync i think it sounded horrible i love it <laughs> i think it's exactly the standard it's been at from the beginning which is god awful <laughs> i love it i think the, the worse the better blame it on the rona <laughs> yeah rona's really you know interfering our beatboxing vibe <laughs> All right, this one is from Quentin0712. What do you think about Cobra Clubs? Most of the time I hit the ball low. Will they help with that? We could do a whole segment on clubs, and I think we definitely should. It's not the brand that makes the big difference. It's the club fitting process. A lot of people are very brand loyal, and they shouldn't be. Every brand has a kind of signature feel or look or fit for a certain player. And so, for example, I don't play ping clubs because I hit it high and pings tend to go a bit higher, especially like their drivers. And I'm not saying that ping makes bad clubs. They make amazing clubs the same way with Titleist and TaylorMade and Callaway, they all have a personal profile. And so you have to go and get fit and try all the different brands to fit, to find what fits you best. And I always tell people this all the time. And I have been with Callaway before and I was with PXG and I stopped being sponsored by club companies because of that reason. You, I felt always bad telling people to buy certain clubs when Never that the clubs were bad. The clubs were always great, but they were probably not the best club for you. And it's a very personal thing. And you, and certain clubs fit certain swings better. And so definitely go and get fit 
hundred percent. That's the best thing that I could tell you to go do is go to a place like club champion club champion is amazing. They have all different brands there, different companies. So you can try all different shafts, all different companies. And so never go in and be brand loyal. That's the worst thing that you can do for your game is be open-minded, try everything and definitely go get fit. Josh has nothing to say on this one. I <laughs> no, absolutely not. You crushed that. <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. I love that you say don't be brand loyal because I have been and I don't and I and I'm not sure why. The only other thing that I would say is I've always wanted Mizuno irons because they're the most gorgeous freaking irons all my life. They've been the most beautiful irons. And I've every time I've tried to hit them, they just weren't as good as other things for me. So I didn't get them. So definitely just listen to PG. Well, and that's crazy because when I got fit, Mizuno tested out best for me. So that just shows you that you, you can't. And I definitely want to do a full segment on clubs, the marketing around clubs, and how you shouldn't listen to anyone <laughs> because of that reason. Just because a player is playing those clubs doesn't mean that they're going to work for you. Right. And you need to go and get fit. And it, that's really frustrating for me that people – are so brand loyal when that's the worst thing that you could possibly do. So maybe we can save that segment for another time and go more in depth with it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look into that too, PG. I mean, maybe I'll look at other brands. Maybe I'll start looking around, see what else find me attractive. Yeah, I mean I don't know what's gonna help your short game, but maybe <laughs> some new wedges might be the trick. I just need more of them. <laughs> will, that, will that help you? Because I don't I don't know if having more wedges in your bag is the good thing. <laughs> I am going to, I swear to God, Pro Tour, you are my witness. I swear to God, I am going to dedicate the next six months to learning how to chip so that this joke cannot live forever. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. You know, God. whether you end up improving or not, the joke will still live on forever. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. This one is from the Prester Show. Have you ever used anything like Game Golf or Arcos? And would there be any downsides to it? Or is it all positives? I have never used the ones that you mentioned, but I use 18 birdies. I think that theirs is great. It has awesome GPS. It has like a personal caddy there for you. So you can input all of your, um, how far you hit your clubs and then, and they'll recommend a club for you. That's one that I really like to use. And they actually have this really cool feature now too, where you can take a swing and someone will analyze your swing and give you really good drills to have. So I'm a big fan of using golf apps. And 18 Birdies has been my go-to for um, a really long time now. They have so many different features. It works the best. It's easy to use. And I definitely recommend doing that, especially if maybe you can't you don't want to buy a rangefinder. You don't have the money for it. It's really easy to just get an app like 18 Birdies and they have the GPS on there for you. And simple, easy. And I, I think there's a big benefit to, to using it. Oh, yes. I use the beads on a string. <laughs> yeah, how many beads are on there? 20? <laughs> no, here's what I would say about all of that stuff. How good are you? Because, I mean, how, how good do you – can you really tell me you can hit a, a seven iron within a, a yard of another – I mean, like – I, I say don't spend too much money on this stuff until you're really that good. That's yeah, and that's that's why I said like a like a free app or something where it can help you, but you're not spending like a lot of money. Uh, so I recommended 18 birdies, but I, I agree with that. But also though, 
I think it's you have to have the right mentality. So if you think that you hit it 140 and you're going to hit it 140, you're like going into the shot with a positive mentality instead of thinking like, I, I don't know how far I hit this. I don't know where this is going to go. So maybe being more prepared and thinking through your shots and having confidence will help your golf game. Actually, that's a really good point. See, this is what I'm here. I'm the dumb guy that makes you look even better. That is a great point. And anything measured is improved. So if you're logging all your stuff, then and you're looking at all the places where you're falling falling short, then you maybe you'll improve. See, listen to PG. You know what I'm talking about from time to time. That's right. So if you have any more questions, you know where to send them. I love TNA. I, I love giving advice. It's like my favorite segment. You're very good at it. Well, actually, I I know a little bit. I think a lot of people don't realize that I've I've trained with some of the best instructors, and this is just stuff that I've picked up over the years, and I'm giving it to you for free. So if you want to be nice and give us a five star review, I would really appreciate that for all of this helpful helpful knowledge that I'm giving you. I think that was a lovely segue, Paige. <laughs> or I'm just desperate and. <laughs> <laughs> I need validation, so give me five stars or I'll cry. Hey, this is that's see, that's where you're a one-two punch. Look, taking advice from you is great because number one, you aren't doing what other other you're not taking these things out of a golf magazine. You're you are you are letting that vulnerability out in every single way. So we know that your tips are coming from you. Yeah, that's true. You got great tips, Paige. <laughs> Thanks. I hear that a lot. <laughs> Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. And um, I've been doing so well with opening the closing. And I, I just didn't have it on that last one. I I like thought about it and then I, I didn't know what I was going to say. But thanks for listening. We appreciate the love. And uh, be safe. Stay sane. We love you. My brain is jumbled right now. Uh, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. You ever get the feeling the city walls closing in, the concrete jungle suffocating your soul? You crave wide open spaces, the chance to connect with nature, maybe chase some elk, fish a private stream. Well, listen up. There's a whole world out there, and finding your own piece of it just got easier. Head over to land.com. They've got ranches, forests, mountains, you name it. Search by acreage, location, the kind of hunting or fishing you dream of. Land.com. It's where the adventure begins. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at zerofoxtrot.com. 
It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.